Welcome back, everyone. This is the Well Through Wi-Fi podcast, where we talk about all aspects of life. We're here to share our journey, our experiences, and to show you guys that anything is possible if you're willing to put in the work. That being said, as always, we are your hosts, Zach Sweet. Scott A. Secreti, what's popping? I'm yes. back, baby. I'm back. Yes, we got Justin back, and we have a guest today, a really good friend of mine, Kevin Ravat. What's up? Um, what's up? How we doing? Yeah, what's up, Kevin? How you been? How you doing, guys? So uh, just a little bit about Kev. We've known each other a very long time. He has been a really good friend of mine, and a lot of the viewers probably will know who you are because we, we're friends with a lot of the same people. So um, as always, though, I'm going to let Kevin. So all seven people that you know. know that. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. We're going to blow up. <laughs> as always, I'm we'll, let the, we'll let the guests introduce themselves. So Kevin, go well, ahead. Well, I want you guys to speed me up a little bit on the previous episodes. I kind of... What's the buildup? Because I haven't got a chance right. to catch up on everything. I just talk a lot of shit. Really <laughs> I like that. There we go. You always got to have that one guy. Yeah. I'm like the most informational shit talker he, he, of all time. Justin That's definitely perfect. digs deep for and answers the tough questions. But as far as episodes go, I mean, we've had people like Mark Ray. He's a VP of Howard Hanna. So a big, big guy in the real estate game. We actually did like a podcast on Micron because okay, he had a okay. lot of good information about upstate gotcha. New York and what Micron's going to bring to us. Um, we had Jackie Colello. She was a local artist that does all the murals around Syracuse. Okay. Like the one on Francesca, she did that one. Um, she did the one on the side of Eva's in Salve on Millen Ave there. She did that one too. So did her. We were Scott, we were talking earlier. We went to New Jersey, did the one with Prime. Okay. Yep, I seen that one. So I mean, again, you just entrepreneurship, taking a risk on yourself and just putting yourself out there to start your own brand, your business and I think yeah. the biggest thing was when you guys kinda introduced this to me is wealth over why um wealth through Wi Fi. Wealth through Wi Fi kinda throws itself out there as like what we talked about is like people always wanting to start companies online and this this thing where we all have to do the same thing but we brought cj weaver on he's a painter he's yep. an entrepreneur you know we're, we're trying to bring in a different niche a different person that can build a company that can build success on their own okay but it doesn't have to be related to real estate because real estate's what a lot of people do which i'm sure you do that's great yep. to e-com which i do which marketing which i do credit and funding which i do but that's a lot of things that other people do so we're trying to mix it up and bring a little bit of every aspect to the table you know most I mean? definitely okay and it's just giving people the platform that was the main i think one of the main things we talked about is that there's not enough platforms out here where people are endorsing each other and giving them the opportunity to have a place place to speak where it's not everyone trying to be a know-it-all like we know we don't know everything about everything so we want to bring different people on allow them that opportunity that platform and i think the wealth through wi-fi kind of aspect really came from the fact that nowadays you have to use your phone if you're going to create a business like we talked about it before the second you make a social media you're creating your own personal brand whether you know it or not so you have to kind of get involved in the social media and you have to to some degree get involved with your phone computer whatever it is just the internet you got, in imagine trying internet. to start a business without using your damn phone it's it would yeah. be it computer would be fucking impossible anything. i mean you have to and, that and it's tough though people yeah. are scared the hardest thing that people have is taking that first step so we want people to realize how easy it is you know Definitely. like we were talking about before the pod too many people live in this world of validation from the general public and, and everyone looks for that validation through social media and we all know how fake social media is absolutely yep so, captures the best moments of that yep. that minute 
in real well, time. Speak for your fucking self, because I know uh, everything. Uh, <laughs> I knew he was gonna fucking say some shit. Social media master over here. Oh yeah. Right, yeah. So tell well, me a little I mean, bit about that. What do you guys do in that aspect? Because I'm curious about that. I got questions too about what you guys do. So I, I mean, learn. here's the crazy thing is I'm the only one here without Instagram. My Instagram got deactivated okay. a month ago. I got I got I'm being blackmailed at this moment. There's this kid that reached out. He he actually shut down two of my friends' accounts, my business partners' accounts, and told them that they had to pay four thousand dollars to get it back. And then uh, me as being this fucking conniver salesman I am, I told him I run a marketing agency. I'll put you on the team. I'll bring you clients. And I went one week without responding to this kid, and he shut my Instagram account. And now how did he get you shut down? Did he have access to your stuff kids, or is they network? They're, they're off their rocker. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're sending bots. They send bots. They have more control over Insta over my Instagram than Instagram has over my Instagram. It's, and Doug has insane. no. He can't he help with any of that shit. I know more about reports, that shit yeah. than anybody. Okay, like, I, I understand you. Instagram better than anybody. I've been running ads on them for four years. Okay. Is the way that they do this is they position it. Whatever they're doing, they're sending bots to the account. And the way they're getting you shut down is you have to go to the higher ups to get your account back. I've been dealing with this for a month. And if it was a random person that said, pay me 4000 to get it back, I'd do it. But now I'm so fucking pissed off. I got a $4,000 bounty on this kid's head to find out who the fuck he is. I'll get on a plane right now. Shut my account down because I didn't respond to you for a week. What kind of a loser are you? That's you crazy. Shut someone's Instagram. What kind of power down. does that person have? That's insane. Yeah, I mean, and the crazy thing so is he'll shut you down, but then he'll get your account back in two days for $4,000. But Instagram won't give it back over a month. And I have proof that he blackmailed me. He emailed me like a retard. He emailed me from a fake email, it's but crazy. it's still showing me that he showed. Yeah, because we were trying there. to like tag you and stuff still, and I, I we didn't know. I was like, did just I was like, he probably deactivated or something. He didn't. He wouldn't delete it. Like, he probably deactivated. <laughs> seventy five percent of my does income. That okay, I was gonna say seventy five percent of my income comes from Instagram, not just directly through Instagram, but I run all my ads on Instagram. Absolutely. All my ads are down. And I post a story and I can make five to ten grand sometimes. So like yeah, there's that's that that's completely ruined my life mm -hmm. and, and assets. And a lot of people would get frustrated because they can't see what other people are doing. I don't give a fuck what you're doing. I'm yeah. trying to make money. I'm trying to yeah. situate my business and Instagram doesn't care. I approve and they still don't care. So For sure. I, social media has a huge impact on your life if you know how to use it Absolutely. and you know how to elevate it to your success. But it's the algorithm that sounds like you lock that algorithm down and you just the algorithm I have it. locked down, but I can't control this yeah, yeah. They, there's got to be somebody out there that's cheaper than four grand that can't help no, you no, with this, right? yes there is i can pay somebody right now probably two to twenty five hundred but my whole thing is right why now are is you I, having to pay twenty five well, to you do it's not even ten dollars i want to know why i'm shut down right now if i have proof okay so i've i already i can get my i already i have a person to get accounts back besides him okay and he only charges two grand for me it's only a thousand but it's still like why do you have to pay i'm a not grand paying for this anybody bullshit. until yeah. i figure out why my account won't come back from instagram yep until i figure it out from them what are the violations what are the terms of use what do they say so when they when whenever you get deactivated on Instagram, they don't give you a reason. Oh, it's they, not like YouTube where they tell you the no, exact. Okay. You're deactivated because you violated their guidelines, and that's it. Okay, and they won't tell you exactly why. But I can probably almost guarantee you what happens is I have a bunch of fake accounts of me. Okay. And what this kid does is he'll send bots to my account and say that I'm impersonating myself. And he'll send thousands of them at one time. So now there's a thousand people oh, that are saying so that I'm not me. Yeah. And I've already sent in my own ID and I still haven't got my account back in over three weeks. So I'm waiting this out because I've never had this happen before. And it frustrates me more than anything for somebody that I've been on social media and I've been spending money that I haven't got it back. So we'll figure it out. That's so, tough. 
As you guys can tell, there's been a lot going on <laughs> outside. I mean, that's the least. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, right. I, I got another question on it too, though. Other, what else do you do? Because this place is pretty fascinating to me. It's like you walk in, it's like the layer dungeon I've always wanted with the boys <laughs> and whatnot. You got the Hell fucking yeah. scooter over there. I see a massage <laughs> chair. So, what else are you guys doing? Because I know I've talked to Doug for a long time, but he, and I know it's some NFT stuff, some of this marketing. Yeah, so I started an NFT project, which we all know NFTs are just off the. At the moment, right now, they're but, fucking terrible. Um, yeah, I run a credit and funding company, Project Fundable. We do we're, we're a trade line broker. We help people get funding. We help people fix their credit. Okay. I run a Amazon FBA company. Um, we have about three to four hundred employees now, about two hundred stores. So we do all the management automation of Amazon. Okay. And we run a marketing agency, which Doug pretty much helped me start it, which is Ivancy. So we do ads, we do graphic design, website development, okay, gotcha, social gotcha. media management, social media growth. And then okay. That's kind of why we. Like, I reach that's out why. To I, that's why every room is different because yeah, there's so yeah. much shit going on. Like we got I, a room to chill. Got the studio. To, we got now we're doing podcasts. It's like it's, it's on an episode. Runs. You guys well, got to take if you do the tour so yeah. everybody can see what the hell you guys are doing because it's pretty. There's <laughs> yeah. more than just this. Well, like have I, you guys I, done that before? Like, yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Yeah. Let's thank Frank too. So shout Frank, out to the camera guy. Yeah. Shout out to the camera guy, Frank. Um brought it on to the team and we're gonna run with frank to be the background i was just wondering i'm like dude i know i know you and i was like he's a bouncer i'm like he definitely well, threw me out of a bar yeah. when we were talking about it <laughs> that was bradley martin for a second <laughs> <laughs> well we were talking about it before when we were trying Good to fucking choice <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about it before when we were trying to bring on you know someone for the camera side of things and helping us with clips me and zach and i think this is an important thing for anyone when they're building a business trying to build their self-brand is the most important thing is bringing on people that are going to truly believe in what you're trying to build mm -hmm. and actually want to be a part of it because it doesn't matter how much skill someone has if they're not truly bought into something you're never going to get the results you think you're going to get from them it doesn't matter how smart how skilled they are if they don't care they're in never my eyes get a person that. has to find what we're talking about a person has to find value yep. in something that they're doing if they find that value then they could then they really take it to the next level and not just be an average joe going through there it there has to be some gratitude for it you have to have some gratitude to be a part of it and to you know see the big picture and that's always always the hardest thing with any sort of startup is you have to be able to see the big picture and what could come down the road and realize that to get to that point as a startup there's going to have to be sacrifices yeah absolutely yep and that's why the biggest thing too is like like, especially we talked about bringing on C.J. Weaver, entrepreneur, he's, he's a painter, and that's his job. He comes in and he paints, and that's it, and he's very good at it, and that's great. But when you're doing things that are saturated like I'm doing, I'm doing things that are saturated. Marketing, I think we all are. Saturated. Everybody is now. I mean, I mean most podcast, of us are. Anything. But how do you stand out? And the, the way that you stand out really is you have to have multiple options for people in the same niche, and that's why everything I do kind of – kind of conjoins with each other. My first company was credit and funding. So when you have a credit and funding company, that will help you source everything else. Then I started Amazon. Credit and funding, now I have funding. I can source an Amazon store. Absolutely. Now you have an Amazon store, yep. but you're building a brand. Where does that go to? You need marketing. You need yep. branding. So everything I do kind of conjoins to one another, and they're all speaking to the same person. But I feel like people are jumping from this to this to this to this that don't work in that circle, and that's where you get fucked up. Absolutely. You can't be doing real estate, and then you're running an Amazon company because those two don't really 
really go hand but in hand. But they could though. And here's where my No, they're good for your personal growth. Gotcha. They're not good to they're not good to promote yourself as a business. I gotcha, gotcha. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, your own entity. Real. My thing is though, a lot of people just don't try to build the multiple stream incomes. Some people do, and those are the outliers, like a lot of us in this room that will go not just dialed in in one different thing, you know. You can you know the most important thing of the whole game is cash flow. Once you get some cash flow coming in, then you can kick it to the assets. You can get the real estate going. You get the real estate going that could that could bleed into invest in long term into crypto, invest into this and that. And but you're gonna fail. finding those streams of revenue is so important. And here's the thing though, it's all about just planting the seeds. When you're yeah, young in exactly. your early twenties, you don't have to get rich overnight. And a lot of people have that misconception. Uh, you can plant your seeds and then watch them grow as years to come. Being consistent and being disciplined on what you're doing. Everybody has like a, a not even everybody, but like a one month plan or a week plan. But they they need six months. You need a year, five year, ten year, and kind of try to execute it. Upward upward trajectory is the most important thing. It doesn't matter if there's going to be a little ups, little downs, as long as you're headed in an upward direction and you're learning by putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. Like you said, personal growth. Nobody likes to do that. That's the problem. Nobody likes to put themselves in a tough spot. That's when you're growing. But that's when you're growing. You know you're growing. And there's that saying like being comfortable, being uncomfortable, and it's really a thing. And that's like getting around to different environments and trying and experiment and new shit. And some people just don't have that in them. And this is something we talked about before. And like, I, I love talking about this, and um, I don't because I think that this will rub a lot of people the wrong way, and they won't understand this. But I feel like the only reason I've had any success is because I put myself in such bad positions. I, right. I was spending, I, I was spending yeah. fifty thousand dollars a month, and I was only making fifteen. And I did that because I put myself in debt on purpose because I was like, if I spend $50,000 and I can't make it back, I'm never going to make hundred grand. Okay, that's a savage mind state. I like and that, I guys. That. I haven't heard but, that one before. I did that for that's six months. That's a fucking months. savagery. I was in debt like three hundred grand my first six months. You're like, let me see how fucking hard I can and, and then I'll write it right back. Every single month, I was like, I have to make fifty grand right. because I just spent it. And after six months, I... I I, I didn't even realize it. I was automatically making eighty, hundred thousand dollars a month. That's fucked. But you're because I had to. You're yeah. yourself, and that's bro. not something that I would recommend to somebody. But that's that's the type of person I am. Where I need to be. My back needs to be against the wall, or I'm never going to succeed. Because here's the biggest problem with ninety nine percent of America. If you make five thousand dollars a month and your bills are three thousand dollars a month, you got two thousand dollars. You're chilling. But if you're always chilling, you don't really ever have that point in your life where you're like, I need to go crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But when you're not chilling anymore and you're like, yo, I need to make $35,000 or everything I've done is fucked, now your whole shit changes. Yeah. Now you're in grind mode. Now you're in fucking beast mode. You have to do everything and anything possible or everything you've done is for nothing. Yeah. And when that happens, now making fifty or $100,000 a month is fucking easy. I fucking love that. And listen, and let's pause that there. Isn't that the most fun part, being that, that in that grind mentality? I love the grind. I swear to God, being fat on top, blah, blah, blah. blah. I like when I'm down a little bit in my stocks and I got to run it back or I'm in that hungry right. mode. And I, I love when that fire just doesn't go out. And lately, I've been back on top. But during that crypto bull run, everybody was so fucking rich, blah, blah, blah. And like it's starting to crash. And uh, a lot of people are bearish as hell, but I'm getting back on. I'm super bullish at the moment. But well, part of the problem is, and this is like people, this is another statement that people won't like, but this terminology rich, you know, too many people are focused on this word rich and like right. value of money. We're trying to get wealthy, With inflation right now rich. and kind of some of the stuff we were talking about before is look, 
a million dollars ain't nothing anymore. And too many people. But that's all perspective. That's, but that's their that's goal. That's to you. But to the another but person, it, shouldn't, it could but be. But it shouldn't be. It could be. But it shouldn't be. I mean, that doesn't always have to be that way. That's what I'm but learning. But you got to set, so set the bar. Hold on for one second. Here's, here's what I'm learning in life. And I and millions, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's all great. But what's really important in life, and I'm learning, the money is great and it makes life convenient. But honestly, the family, the friends, the good relationships, being healthy, health is the real wealth. Though monetary is awesome and I love it, I've achieved the these levels and I could tell you I've sacrificed a ton of things for it and and sometimes it's better sometimes a million dollars to the right person could right. be rich but to me you, some of us in this room yeah. it's kind of like well, that's a, that goes it, exactly to the point I just said though the person that makes $5,000 a month their bills are $3,000 a month yep. that's the person that thinks a million dollars is a lot yep. I didn't even know I made my first million dollars because I had no money yep. I was in debt and listen to this shit and going back to that it's fucking crazy do you know why that person that's making 2000 a month can't ever get above the rat race because money is inflated basically 2% a year, and after 10 years, it's 30% if you do the math. Um, and, and a person can never get out of this rat race. And what I'm so fascinated by, and we'll backtrack it, and I want to talk about the history of money if we can. It's, uh, it's fucking wild. But all the problems that we're in in this economy right now with, with the way wages have never rose since the 70s, it's from the baby boomers. And mm-hmm. if and it's wild. Listen to the statistic. And after World War Two, so okay, we'll bring it back. World War One was Take the your first. Take yep, your yep. I just no, but I just I just But listen, when I was with Doug doing this and with he's Anthony, he's passionate. Was That's what I love about this down. shit. But we've already sat here for two hours, so you know. No, no, no. He's passionate. He's passionate. I love it. That's like me. I get out my chance too. For sure. I was just I waiting I for him to breathe. Shit. I didn't okay. know. I can only talk for 19 seconds. This motherfucker's nah. on 46. I'm like, yeah, Jesus Christ. This Listen to this he shit. never Go smoked on. a cigarette in his life. So, <laughs> I was like, bro, you never smoked a cigarette in your life. I did it all out if we got it. No, but, we're not. But hear me this out. This is good. Hear me out. It's so a passion. Before World War One started, the motherfucking British would just fight and just shoot each other and then in the off time go have a drink with each other. Rolls into World War One. okay? World War One is the first time tanks happened airplanes and shit 17 million people died brings us into world war ii where 70 million people died and which was actually the replacement tenth of the, rate. it was a tenth yep. of the world but what happened is a phenomenon 30 percent of the united states um increased from the baby boomers and 40 percent of the world rate, and what happened after that the eu was created nato was created the stock basically index funds 401k credit cards and it all leads up essentially into where we are now being fucked and the average joe just cannot get out of the rat race no yeah but so i i do want to go back to just one thing and it's not that i don't think that a million dollars isn't valuable to some people but what i meant is too many people set the bar too low and then they wonder why they don't ever get out of the rat race like you're talking about yeah it's not that every person should want to make a million dollars but they should set the bar high enough so that they keep trying to climb too many people set the bar low and what that does is it doesn't just affect you but it affects the people around you if you want to set the bar low and you want to be happy with your family time you want to be happy with your like we're talking five thousand dollars a month with your three thousand dollar bills that's fine but you also got to remember that's the example you're setting for the rest of the people around you you don't have to make more than that but you should always be working to try to make more than that i don't think anymore that's so i i we could always agree to disagree but i used to think that but now I'm at the point where you don't know if you're going to live till tomorrow. You don't know if you're going to live till next week. So it's kind of like you push yourself to the extreme. But that balance is super important. I'm but learning. if you love what you do, yeah, no, no, you know what I mean? See, I love grinding. I yeah. love hustling 24-7. I'm on go. There's something but for some everyone. Pe- I don't. 
I don't encourage that for everybody though, because it's kind of an unhealthy everyone. lifestyle. Well, that's the thing. That's what I'm trying to say. There's two different type of people. Yep. There's people that have an office, and there's people that work in an office. Exactly. And that's exactly. a different type of people. I'm not saying I would never. I know the people that I talk to who I would ever even. I would never even bring the idea up of something that I do because it's not worth my time. I might yes, be your yes. friend. We grew up together. I would love to see you. But anything that I have an idea, anything I want to invest in, you're not someone I'll tell you. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I don't know why because I know you. You make sixty thousand dollars a year. You go on vacation once a year. You you and your wife have two. You know they're capped. Nissans. You guys yep. are capped out. I love that. Yep. And you're happy. You got two kids. Yep. They both go to school. They have nice clothes. But that's not me. Absolutely. I, I yeah, make that's fucking not me eighty either. grand yep. and I'm broke because I got a hundred thousand dollar credit cards. But. I'm gonna be like that for a while because I know what I need to do in my life. But people, that's not for everybody. But people yeah, will surprise yeah, yeah. you, and that—that's more what I'm trying to say is people will surprise you, and everybody has a niche, and too many people aren't willing to look inside and take a risk on themselves and step outside those general norms, and that's more what I'm getting at with that is everyone could do something and work 70, right. 80 hours a week and not feel like they're working, but not everyone is willing to find that passion to take a risk on themselves and to be looked at. In, right. in that way that they're t- yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, and I will to- say this too now that you said 80 yeah. hours I want to bring this up one more time too because we brought this up before as well if you're going to be that person that we talked about 60,000 maybe 60 even $60,000 you're going to be fucking broke just so you guys know 60,000 you're fucking poor I don't care what you say yeah, if you live on $60,000 right now in our economy you're fucking it's not enough <laughs> Uh, that's that's middle class right now maybe in 2023 you're fucking poor it's tough yeah because the purchase of power is just fucking down but but my point is is that if you're if you're that person and you're comfortable you're good if you fucking go on facebook and you say fucking hate my job shut the fuck up yeah yeah, yeah, i don't want to hear it absolutely you you chose that if you want to be more miserable quit your job bitch and see what i've been doing for three years i don't want to hear your bullshit you did what you did I've yep. also, I mean, I was just with somebody the other day. People and settle, man. Yeah, I was just with somebody the other day, and this person that we know who's from around here obviously has been. Say his name. We, no, we don't no. But we don't do we that know shit somebody who has been has made a big status on TikTok, and they make like a lot of money. It's a girl that we've all know. We it, she's the tall girl. Oh, I, I don't even yeah. know. Nah. So we I don't know. know. I was with somebody the other day. What I show you, but we all I know who she is. She's from here. She went to us. No, I, I don't need, I'm not gonna say it, but <laughs> um, listen, we're allowed to cr- yeah, criticism no, no, is part no, of the world. Being hating general, on her is no, bad, no, but I'm like you still on hate on, her, on somebody. The guy who I'm about to talk to kind of was he just said, like, oh, must be nice that you know, what I mean, that I she hate makes that a must living, be nice. Oh, you're she's lucky. making a living just off making content on TikTok and social media, and he was like, oh, must be nice, like, and it's like. What do you mean? Like you, you're you could be doing the same. Bro, thing. you wake up every Monday morning and hate your job. Like, like you could I, be I doing... just don't get people like, and it's always the people that literally wake up on Monday morning and hate their lives that hate on the people that are trying to step outside. I, the I, I, and, I love and guys, it. This rolls into I something that I respect the hustle of the fact is that she I respect any hustle. Living any off hustle. Of that I love because that's oh, what I we want to do. I, I fascinate Yo, me. Really I'm so fascinated. Before you say anything else, did you say you were six fucking one? Because you're lying. I'm lying. I was just looking at your fucking knees. I'm like, when you stand. Up, you're hitting the fucking ceiling. There's gonna be popcorn ceiling all over everybody. Well, yeah, I, no, you gotta be like at least seven five. fucking well, nine. I do, seven, not, yeah, no, like six five. I do want to go into one thing quick with that. 
is, you know, I think too many people are unwilling to kind of clap for the people around them. And me and Zach have had this conversation. You don't have to like everyone, but when someone puts that hustle in where they're waking up at 6 a.m. and they're working at 8 p.m., I don't care if you're a scammer. You don't have to respect what they're doing, but you have to respect the fact that they're putting in the work that you're not willing to. And when you stop fucking putting out that damn negative energy about everyone, it's crazy what the universe sends back. And like I said, you don't you don't have to like the people. You don't have to, you know, endorse what they're doing, but you have to respect the hustle and you have to respect the time that people are willing to put into things. And yep. it's too much where people are looking down on everyone. It's it's ridiculous. All right, so let's 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 revert this really quick. Why the fuck are you here? Yeah. <laughs> I got invited well, on there I, from so Zach. No, tell us what you do. Yeah, tell us. You're over here asking us fucking questions. You're over here asking us questions. Why the fuck are you here? Who are you? All right, we already had this conversation. Before the podcast started, I know, missed the whole conversation. I'll, tell you, I'll tell you the background. So, you big tall fucker. All right, listen. All right, we'll, we'll start. <laughs> I went to school with him. Yep. Okay, we've so always got, yes. been on that type of time where we want to make money. Um, I, I kind of saw things before they popped off. So, te- I'm, I'm just getting out of high school, and people just started smoking these things. Nobody knows what they are. So, me and my buddies opened a couple stores. We had one of the first few vape stores in Syracuse, yeah. oh, and nice. we had Salve E6 One and Two. Um, that was on 2019 Milton Avenue, Sweetheart Corners. Did well, made money, learned the business, was super easy to start. We made 30 in-house flavors by hand, but with syringes, sold the fucking kits. And then uh, the federal government basically said, you need $50,000 per flavor per nick level. So it would have broke down to like $1.5 million. That's crazy. And that's just for, that's yeah, that's just, that's just overkill for if they'll accept it or not. That doesn't even mean they will if you have the right PGVG level. So, right. okay, sold off. Uh, that shit died down, went to school. And um, this, so basically, I've always been fascinated with money, right? I've always, uh, the history of money, what the fuck it is. Uh, we were on like 3,100 currencies now. Um, I, I just like to know everything about it. So I'm thinking, okay, if I'm making money, where do I store it? Where do I keep my money to maintain its purchasing power? What are good stores of value? So I had to go down the deep rabbit hole of all of it, figuring out what is money, how do you use it, all the principles. And I came across crypto as well. Um, and specifically Bitcoin. I love it. And I think it's just got so much potential. Oh, and I think it has more potential oh, than God. Ethereum. No, no, not, no, no, I'm not even no, that. So I, <laughs> not, not use case. But what I do <laughs> think is that long term, nobody, if anybody knows anything, it's Bitcoin wasn't made as a medium of exchange. It was made as digital gold, essentially, to store yeah. value. Though it goes down 80% every bull market. Um, every It goes down 80% every bull market. It, um, it still it's has it's a having cycle. It's still yeah, but it, I'll pick up a lot yeah, more. It's but it's all on, it's all, if you were picking up coins six years ago under a thousand bucks, and you were loading up then all the way through now, and you you know what I mean? It doesn't matter if it's at sixteen k yeah. or nine k. You're sitting chilling. So when it's at sixty nine k, you know, so it's gold versus the internet with ETH versus. So, Bitcoin. so this is fascinating. You say that. So listen, why I love Bitcoin specifically and crypto, I guess, is um, and you are right. Ethereum, I think, has more use case because you could do so many things with it. But it's um, the whole, it's the whole so other than the internet, um, the internet was the fastest growing network in human history, besides cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is growing at 185 percent faster than the internet did right well, now. So we have 300 million users, and there's going to be about 700 million not, by next year. Out of that percentage, 99 percent of it is from ruggers. We get well, well, not get not even ruggers. <laughs> well, but this yeah, is, you're but, right. But, you're right. Well, yeah. not even that. Though. All that money came from people getting ruggers. What we're, <laughs> what we're finding out though, with all this stuff going on with the exchanges, is don't get me wrong, but I had we had this conversation last night. Is we're finding out all this information, all this volume coming from these exchanges was fake. 
it wasn't real numbers. So we're not exactly sure how big the growth it was. Now it was big, but we don't know if it was as big as it was because we're finding out all these numbers were fake assets. They were number. There was literally values being traded around that didn't exist, and now we're seeing the repercussions of that. But we're also seeing the ability that blockchain has to have such a positive impact as it For sure. is in a pioneering stage. Yep. People are too Absolutely. quick to jump Remember on was, things, yep. just like the internet. So there were so many naysayers. Ask Burger. Look up what Bur happened with Burger King's domain name and how much money they had to pay because they didn't believe in the internet. Listen, I'll tell you, I own a lot of people's domain names right yeah, now in exactly. crypto space. Shout out to companies. Burger King. I fucking love Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken fries, baby. So, so here's I'll my smack thing. a Whopper right now. I, I love real estate. I like Bitcoin. I like... What's your main Bitcoin. source of income? I, do, run do multiple, I run multiple pharmacies along the Atlantic coast. I do transportation and logistics, so I do all the hiring, like the pharma, payroll. What do you mean by that, pharmacy? So I, I won't name them, but... actual pharmacy? I run the pharmacies. Now, I won't name them, but I do all the logistics, so I do the hiring. I make sure med a gets delivered to med b twice a day for a lot of different places and so um, so i'm saying when you say you own a pharmacy though, I, don't, I don't say i own i said run oh run okay run. i was gonna say like a pharmacy no no no, no. i don't Adderall? own but yeah they have that there but no <laughs> but yeah, i do all the logistics and transportation for them so oh, nice. I'm, and it's nice i get to work remote um i got some real estate xyz but really i hit it with kind of seeing bitcoin ahead of what it is because of the way I, honestly, money to me is fake. Fiat money's fake. I don't use cash, bro. I, I give rid of every time somebody gives me money, I give it away. And why it's it. fake is because it, we just debase. I got it my hand such, out if anyone's. I give it away every Justin time. We debase cash. money at such a rapid rate that I think eventually Bitcoin will suck in so much money. And here's my thing: I was going to. I know ETH has got the better use case, but anybody that knows crypto or whatever, Bitcoin isn't made as a medium of exchange. Yeah. Satoshi made it as a store of value. He made it the gold principles, basically better, more divisible, more port portable. It's more scarce. You're not going to rip gold and hand it to somebody. You're gonna. You could do that with Bitcoin with Satoshi's and send it down. And um, has the lightning network and what's interesting I, say, I, I will admit i have a lot of faith in cz and in the binance network he is an extremely smart individual it's centralized it's centralized but i still um i i, Yo, I think they're all gonna do FTX good members though dude they retire they're dying who, hold, who holds who holds money well, in that's, FTX? Well, that's not I, I, you know good news it's not here in new york <laughs> new york right. you can't use it thank god yeah so, but Shout out to all the people that got rugged, dude. Oh, like, who holds crazy. money there though? Like, well, no, how but do you well, have all that money? Because, because, because we were no, on the no, no, no. Here's why they use it. I'll tell you, so that you don't have to VPN and you can leverage. Well, you don't have to VPN and go to Binance to leverage 50x, 10x. You could do that right on FTX US. Well, what happened is when we saw the decentralized exchanges crash with the NFTs and with the small cap coins, everything dries up at the bottom first. So we saw all the money starting to leave and the people that don't understand how these exchanges work and how blockchain work, don't really understand that once you transfer your money to an exchange, you never, you don't really own your assets anymore. It's owned Unless by the Unless you exchange. own your keys, you don't own yeah. your crypto. And so too many people didn't understand that and all this money started to flow into these exchanges and as the market started to crash, they didn't have the assets to back them. Yeah. And yep. these assets started to depreciate in value even quicker. So not only did they not have enough of the assets in the first place but the depreciation value was incrementally increasing and, and at such a fast what? rate the only bank that would loan them was what their own fucking bank alameda research so he, this guy had his own bank well, technically they were he, talking about te that on the twitter technically space. he hasn't had any yeah it, he said he that he didn't own any and of it's it. like dude your girlfriend was the ceo <clears throat> who was making all the decisions and don't say you should have been on this twitter space it, it was you know what though honestly fuck all these idiots that are using that shit i feel no fucking idiots i'm not gonna i don't feel bad no it's crazy it's not the people that are using it that we should be mad at and we should be calling stupid 
COVID. It's the fact that these VC funds, these big name investment firms, didn't do their F- due diligence. Idiots. Anybody trading left I mean, MLB, could get burned. Like, I mean, but MLB not. was where look, FTX. Yeah, Steph like, Curry, crazy. Tom Brady endorsed they, they FTX. Got all, yeah, but they got how paid did, for But how are shit. these guys not oh, doing their sure. due diligence? Look, all this stuff on blockchain, it's all viewable. Yes, the exchanges you can't go in and follow, but you can follow the assets going in. You can follow the cold storage wallets. Everyone is complaining, but all this stuff could have been avoided if people were doing their due diligence. But when money's flowing, no one cares where it's coming from. Yeah, you're talking I mean, about... Look, that shit's complicated. And you're talking about Steph Curry's manager getting an offer saying, That's hey, exactly we'll, give right. you, we'll give you $20 million if you post but this. Is like Drake million stake. Drake but, but this is the argument Drake gets $10 keeps going free is, money to well, play. S- it's just like but he's doing the saying, deal. SB, yeah. SBF is the smart dude that went to MIT and people went and trusted him because he's that smart guy and you're not going to argue numbers with him. But how are these people that are in this space, they don't have their own numbers guy? They don't have their own blockchain guy that's going to back check? So millions quick. and millions of dollars. Billions unless, of dollars. But hear me out. Unless it's halted, the blockchain moves so quick. How can you catch? Every sick, every second. If I so listen right now, if you open your wallet, you every Bitcoin transaction in history, you're part of. If but, you have a wallet, but everyone it's knew verified what, but, by every user. So like, I know guys that are very skilled on the back end of things. And before any news broke about FTX, once the exchange was froze, anyone that knows anything about even just the simplicity of blockchain and knows how to you know work EtherScan and these different networks already knew what happened because they went back and they followed all the transactions. Yes, was it a little bit of a a process? Yeah, but it was easy to do, to be completely honest with you. A lot of them will tell you that, too. It's just no one was looking. And you know where this leads us up to, And we saw it happen. It's crazy that we saw the Netflix special come out about the Canadian exchange that had the exact same thing happen 10 years ago. Literally the exact same thing. The cold storage wallets that were supposed to be holding the assets didn't have the assets in the wallet, and people lost Billions of dollars. It sounds like the bank. I go to the bank and ask for ten thousand dollars. They say they don't have. Well, people get mad. People get mad about this and they say banks are bad. Screw crypto, but this is exactly what happened when the two thousand eight stock market crashed. Though there's a lot of bad banks that are bad act, and then you got it's not bad banks. No, there's the good banks, and then you got good you got good exchanges and bad exchanges like Coinbase. Exactly. Trusted. Well, not even that though. I'm talking. But you don't think it's wrong that the Federal Reserve only has to back one dollar for every twenty dollars you put in. So when the stock market crashed. No way! And you ran to the bank and you tried to take your money. You out. know why it crashed though? Because this because they were guys. investing our assets and then it had to do not it, even that. But it no, had, I know it had to do with sick. the housing market. And so then, listen to this. So it's kind of crazy. There was this fucking guy in an office like this with a drum set and uh and a desk and basically he saw this all happening. What happened is the big it, short. Yeah, it's fucking wild. Yeah, they were going around and basically if you were a drug dealer or anybody, you could go to the bank and say, "Hey, I need a loan on this house. How much for my down payment and what's my." Uh, uh, what's my monthly mortgage going to be? And they didn't prove income until 08. Not they, until 08 did they When have they were to batching all these income. terrible mortgage loans, loans together, and no then they were income, selling to no the next person asset. and then rebatching and I, selling. Imagine if we could go back to that. We'd all be rich as fuck. We'd own this building. <laughs> but, it, it's yeah. the, but, but it's the exact same thing that you were talking about. All the evidence was there. It's just no one cared to look, and there was smoke, but no one wanted to see where the fire was coming yeah. from. Well, yeah. so that's why. And all those bad actors are out, though. But that's what I love about this. This is why I got into credit in the first place is because I understood very quickly when I got into this game that getting credit is a lot more difficult than people think. Getting regular credit is not that hard as long as you have a good credit score. Getting business credit is a whole different ballgame. People don't even understand what a paydex score is. um, Stop right there because I was literally just about to talk about this. I went to my bank to do stuff like this. 
And I mentioned a Paydex score to the guy sitting there. He goes, I've no never, fucking clue. He never even heard of a it. banker, dude. The, my, I was like, yeah, Paydex score is zero. My, to I have one banker at Chase. It. His name is Phil. This guy's been there for <laughs> ten out, years. Phil. Every time I go there, I've started probably thirteen bank accounts with him, business bank accounts. I've taught him something every time I'm there. When he's doing his paperwork, I'm teaching him to do something, and he's been there for thirteen years. And this guy's the the G. Like he he knows what he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. But, but when I tell him something about this business that I'm doing or about how it's set up crazy he you should see his eyes he's like wait you can do that but it's back to what we we're talking about you got to be willing to learn to grow so he's willing to grow in his industry because he's willing to take the people in his network and not be a goddamn know-it-all and, and look you think and justin just like me is the type of dude that wears sweatpants a sweatshirt all the time you got a banker that's actually taking advice from him and actually growing his career because he's not being one of those people that just thinks like, he's oh, better than you, everyone what else. can you teach you know you idea. guys want to know something that's important that maybe this will help all your viewers and they can all remember it's important to have a bell team and if you want to know that stands for everybody needs a banker and that's the b you need to have a relationship with a bank you need to be able to get loans you need to be established you need a good accountant that's mm -hmm. the a if you don't have a good accountant you're going to get fucked in the long run if you try doing your taxes blah 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 um the n so it's uh no, no it's bail b-a-i-i is insurance everybody needs a good insurance agent because you, you're gonna need your shit insured left and right if you're open stuff and l is lawyer everybody needs a good lawyer to keep yourself legal so you don't get sued but bell i i think bell people should establish i like that i've never heard that we talked about just it. put the a first the accountant's oh everything well, well <laughs> the accountant is a lot accountant and lawyer it, it's right? delegation the rest of the shit. But, sue oh, me i'll shut it down loans you got to delegate, though, and that's what we've talked about before in the past. You want to know how to do things and you want to understand them, but if you don't delegate the work and your time so that you can be as successful in time management, you know, control as possible, you're going to put yourself in a hard situation because you're going to try to do it all by yourself. And it's not that it's not possible, but it's not a good use of your time. At For the sure. end of the day, there's only 24 hours in a day, and you got you to make sure you're eating, sleeping taking care of what you need to do for your businesses. I read a post by uh, Justin, and I thought it was, and it's kind of like me. Well, I will, if I need something fucking done, I'm paying for it. I don't hang shit this and that. I don't do this <laughs> or that. About this I shit pay all to time. get it done. I know how to make well, money. Well, you need to I, I, I can do it. You, you didn't. You, you, pay put me. It on, you posted on somewhere. I have you on a social media. Maybe before you got, uh, before you lost your Instagram. <laughs> oh, I think it was when you were trying <laughs> to do this shit. Here, and it's in my head. Well, yeah, look, I didn't pay Zach. I'm the same fucking way, though. I know how to make money, but I know what I'm good and not good at. I'm not going to waste my time. Delegate, delegate, delegate. TV, I'm going to pay 25. I mean, like, not even that. Like, I just. Process that. They'll spend all day putting this together when they could be utilizing and doing that, and that's called opportunity cost. Well, that's the other right. thing. That you're you're still talking about the same guy that we talked about earlier that makes that income. And but that, we want to get. Aren't we talking about elevating those? No, guys? no, yeah. But listen, so we're talking about that guy. Everyone that bitches about his job makes that income, but then when he gets out of work at three oh, o'clock, yeah, yeah, he yeah. spends seven hours <laughs> yep. building a fucking table, yep. and then bragging about it on Facebook, and then Monday bitches about a job again. For you sure. could have bought that table for three hundred bucks. That's seven hours you could have spent learning something absolutely anything because most of these guys i know a lot of fucking people right now that are doing things that are getting paid 40 30 40 dollars an hour that they're better than that than the person that owns that company and that person that owns the company is making a million dollars a month well because so you gotta work outside you your doing? nine to five too many people don't me my fucking situation i <laughs> swear to fucking god because i run the show and it's like god damn it it's honestly this is a pretty this is I, we talk about different hustles and i want to break it down what my bosses do it's fucking 
it, they have an embedded operation of the transportation. They run the courier of independent contractors for all these pharmacies. Basically, they run a business within a business. They set up a 1099 IC model. They use a company to keep all the ICs legal. They use the company for the direct deposit. They're just a broker. They make. I'm telling you, they make millions and millions and millions and millions and millions, and they don't have to do shit. And they have. I'm basically the middleman. They pay on a salary to take care of all that stuff. But. I, if I could figure out a way to land the contracts, it's just an industry I had no clue Why about. Why can't you land the contracts, though? Well, you know what? They're in bed from the higher-ups. They give kickbacks. And I don't know how to establish the higher-ups that I don't even know. I guess but they've been doing it since, for 20 years well, now. Let's get on the call. I, that's who I do. I call people. <laughs> let's figure <laughs> this shit out. Yeah. All right, let's figure this I'll shit out. So you tell me what right you now? tell me. You give me the breakdown, I'll make the calls. Okay. I make calls. And maybe you can even help me find the breakdown. I know I'll, a lot of it, and I could break it down to you more. And maybe you can. Because I love listen, doing anything so when it doesn't shit. require a lot of work. Yep, exactly. That's yep. what but, I do about so, <laughs> so one thing, though, that I want to circle back to is with all these situations, too, and if you think, we're not <laughs> saying you win. We're not saying you, you got to quit your 9 to 5 right now. You know, some people, that's that's like Justin was saying. He, he's got to jump all the way in to get himself to fully commit. You don't have – not everyone's, everyone's different, you know. Find that hustle outside that nine to five. Find that thing right. that you enjoy when you get out of work at nine to five for that job you don't like that you enjoy to go do. Don't go home and play Xbox. Don't go home and the, that person is just constantly building that person's legacy and not going home and building their own. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's how are you gonna go to work, work somebody nine to five, and then build the person who owns that company? Like you're paying for that Ferrari he's pulling up to it, that big building. So like, there's two kinds of people in the just... audiences. The ones like Justin that are just wired differently and then there's the average Joes and you know what the average Joes need to know that you can't just change how they're wired they're average Joes but you know what they can do they can change what they do and they can right. learn and, how they and think. educate because education is honestly so powerful a lot if you're not wired like that you better start learning and figuring shit out and know more than the next person See, well, I, like I, I said too I like I said too let's say we're not changing their wiring that's who they are yep don't fucking bitch about it don't fucking mm -hmm. go to that job for 40 hours and then complain out. If you're going to bitch about it, bitch about it to your chubby wife. Don't go on fucking Facebook and tell me how your day sucked. Because your day did not suck as much as mine, I promise you. But I don't think, I think that's the misconception to me at least, is I think everyone's wired like Justin. I think we all have that niche. It's just too many people aren't willing to take that bet. See, I think, I think every person has that path, and there's always going to be someone that had it easier and harder with the exact same journey that you're trying to make, but it's finding the right path. Some people's path is fucking a millimeter wide, and if they step off it any way, they're going to hand down in a But there's some validity trajectory. to that because when you die, you are who you were born, right? So, like, technically, no matter what, you are very right because the minute you're born and when your life ends, that's what defines you. I, I believe see, that's I think, it, I die. See, I think that's what life's all about is finding that person so when you do get to that end point you but can then look yourself it's still what you were when you were born you could go back to that's how you were that's what was destined to be in a way right? minute i was born Dest if i was Dest destined to be maybe I, I agree with that you are right your surroundings if you get the shit beat out of you every fucking day you might beat the next person but i like i said there's always going to be some person that had a i just think there's too much of a victim mentality that Look, I'm not saying that every rapist could have been a millionaire, but I think everyone has a niche where they could have been successful in life, put in the right situation with the right mindset, and it's all about creating those situations for yourself. Now, I'm not saying that every single person hasn't had it you know, easier or You're harder. You're everybody has an opportunity. Opportunity. Yeah, it might be a sliver of an opportunity, but there's an opportunity somewhere in there. And that's why that's why we're here, and that's why we've built this and are trying and and are going not trying we are going to build this because we want to show 
the younger generation or the people who I'm finally understanding who I am that I You'll wish. surprise yourself, man. Right, and, that, and, and that's that, what that, I was I saying just, about the the people making 50,000 a year. I just wish that I really took people serious like how we want to be back when we were younger because we can all attest that 10 years ago when we were 16 17 18 we didn't care about it yeah you're learning what i mean but yeah you learn i i want to spread that message i want to spread that value to help people understand like look when you turn 18 like it's all on you after that like you can't rely on anybody else but you can surprise to, yourself and all the people around you. Right. I'll but tell you they, what, within 10 years, I should probably have like 100 million plus. But if I started 10 years ago, I'd probably already be there. Exactly. So I, right. I wish I started back in 18, you know? Right. Yeah. And that's and that's and that's what I'm tr- I, I That's why I like us being on here is to try to help our viewers if they have kids, you know, what I mean, at our age are trying to push if these we have messages viewers that are kids that are your age then we no. have a serious well, not issue. our age but like kids who <laughs> you get what i'm trying to say <laughs> grandma did your son see the episode yesterday <laughs> so all I'm saying, i just want dude. us to get on here and spread the value to try to share our message to the younger generation to get them to realize like look like as you get older and as you get to the point where you're where you're at in our life it really like the shit we think about then really don't matter now. You know what I mean? You but you really got to go through it. You got to go through all those phases. I was you telling gotta you the work car, hard. And you work hard. And I'm trying hustle. to post on it. I want to start a little side hustle. And anybody could think, uh, and I love talking about ideas, but I, there's so many people out there that just need a little push, that need a little extra step. And starting a, like a subscription kind of life coach kind of thing, pushing people. I mean, there's there. I like doing it for fun, but also because my friends already ask me for advice all the time. But I also would like to monetize it a little bit. Yeah. And if you could get you know 50 people with the right number, 15,000 a month, you can pull an extra six figures passive, just kind of on a couple calls a week Coaching here and there. People. And you're and just people pushing. need that because they need but that push. They do. There's some people that just can't hold themselves accountable, and they can't set short term goals to get to the long term goals, and they can't make goals in between there to hold themselves accountable to right. the main one. There's just nobody. But out people there will surprise you, man. I'm telling you, and like that's what I was kind of getting at is like. There's always these people out there that you think they've kind of hit their ceiling, but I promise you when people commit themselves, they really will surprise you. People are, every single person is way deeper than they show to the exterior, but they got to be willing to let people see that. And I think that's like what I was saying is everyone cares so much about the general perception that they're willing to kill that person inside. I mean, you are right in in a sense when you say, when Justin says, the person that you were born as is who you are. Because We're the the closest we are to who we truly are when we're a little kid and we don't know what the world really truly is. We're we're that true person where we're completely authentic. Definitely. And and that's really what you're trying to get back to all of life. And what you eat and who you're around. And what you truly like. You like what you actually like, not what everyone else likes. It's the craziest thing in the world. When you were a little kid, how many times did you eat something weird that no one else ate but you ate it because you liked it. Nowadays, literally everyone eats the exact same thing at the exact same places all the time. You go to a restaurant and you get something that you think you're ordering that's strange. The person behind you walks in and orders the exact same thing because it's literally this general norm. Because you don't want to well, be mean, weird ordering something it, different and have someone goes, see you that you're never going to see all, again. Well, let me talk for a minute because I feel like I've talked at all. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. First of all, Frank, get in the fucking seat. The camera guy, get in the seat. We wanna, gotta let, show everybody. Justin can sit out for a second so we can rotate some people. We gotta get we'll the camera guy in once in a while. At least the pharmacy meds come out soon, <laughs> so I just gotta call real quick and then buzz. We're not gonna in. keep it too long because I don't yeah, wanna keep no, it too long. We, yeah. we can. We people haven't even bored. dove into anything yet, though. But well, and, and that's we where we'll have you back. That's where we'll have you back. And that's where I think I feel like we started it to end it. No, I think that's where I wanna reel into some of like why we're here and. To why Kevin's here too, because 
It's just we don't we don't we're, we don't look for people having a specific status to feel like they have to be here. And that's what I love about our podcast and our message and our value is that we want to show people that it, we're not focusing on just one specific status of a person. Like we we want to show people that you could be from dirty nothing to the richest person in the world, we want everybody to come on here and be able to share their message and their story and their value with other people. Anybody can do it. When I tell you this 10 years ago, listen, and Zach could tell you, I lived at the corner at the fucking down the street. When I, I my senior year, I was there, I was not even in the yearbook because I hadn't had my I was gonna pictures. say I was gonna bring it back to that. Kevin wasn't all Listen, he's got some stories I and was he's fu- had a my story. My first car I ever bought when I was fifteen. It was for my mom before I could even drive or have a permit because I was sick of seeing her walk to the store in the rain. So like I literally had fucking nothing. But what I'll tell you is anybody can do it. And like you just gotta go through the trials and tribulations and really believe in yourself and like don't don't give up when you fail the first time. A lot of people mm-hmm. give up and they just are scared to try again. But just don't give up. No, that's you never the, know. that's Thanks the most guts. important part. See, see that that that's where I believe in that a hundred percent because there's one thing that I I always follow and it's one thing that both of my parents taught me when I was a kid is don't follow your dreams. You got to fucking lead them. You can't just sit there and hope. You can't. Sit there and like let things happen. Right. You're gonna fail time and time gotta and time. You gotta make it happen in order to do things. In in life, it's it's just like too much. You know, before they pass, yeah, I went through my my trials and my tribulations. And look at I'm 30 years old now. I'm still kicking. You know what I mean? You have to. You, you, got, you can't give up. You can't yeah, go backwards. Exactly. And the people who go backwards just constantly stay. In that stagnant form, because they just don't want to step out of that shell. Because they're just, they just well, want they people, go down. They're well, just too, bottom feeders. Too many people. We talk about this all the time. Is you know when you get knocked down, too many people jump right back up, and they don't take the time to realize how they got there. Exactly. Well, society reaches out to pick them up. They need to fucking oh, get back up themselves. Exactly. Oh my gosh, it's terrible There's nowadays. So because it's a victim mentality. Who... Because people fail nowadays, and they reach around and for that's... anyone else to feel validated that it's okay to fail. And it's not that it's not okay to fail. It's that you shouldn't feel comfortable sitting on the ground right after you just failed at something. You should want to learn from your mistakes so that it doesn't happen again. Not just think you get to get back on the ride for free and play again. Exactly. The the one number one record that nobody ever talked about with Kobe Bryant. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? How many shots did he miss before he became great? Oh yeah. How many failed shots until he started hitting those threes? How many it's like that. It's like the, well, yeah. It's, yeah, it's like that MJ quote where he talks about all the shots he's missed. Like yeah. how many game winning shots, how many, you know. I just it just makes me it with society nowadays, I feel like so many people, like Scott have said it, we've probably all said it, is that just nobody is willing to believe in themselves. And that is the biggest problem right now that every one of us should look in the mirror and every morning and say, I, I fucking got this. I can do this. Doesn't matter what it is. It's a giving 100% every single fucking day. And that's what we have to do as people. And Believe in yourself. So many people are just so down on themselves because they think they can't do it. When all in reality, they can do it. Yeah, and and when bad shit happens, they they crumble because yeah. I feel like society molds them out. Like people have to feel sorry for you. Like no, nobody's no. gonna get over it but you. Like nobody's coming for you but you. Like only you can save yourself. And everybody's waiting for somebody to feel and- bad for them because they run to Facebook and just bitch about it. Like. No, like you are <laughs> the only person that can get you out of that rut. You, the grit, the grind, the hustle. 
And everybody wants to hit a home run, right? Every time, a grand slam. But really, you just go up to bat and hit a bunch of singles. They add up, and you yeah. get not even singles. Exactly. Yeah. You get you get walked home. You, you get walked home. You get walked to first base. That, you know what I mean? A walk to first base is better than a strikeout. A lot of people think they it's a, yeah, it's that misconception of getting the rich overnight. But honestly, the average Joe, if they just saved and be, become disciplined a little bit, exponential growth is a thing. About let me, what, but let me let me but let me ask you this: How many people that have won the lottery and won a million dollars have you heard turning it into billion dollars? How many? How many people have you? But it, I, but you see it all the time. Millionaire people that win the lottery and then Go they bro. lose the million dollars in two years. I have never seen a single story about someone that won the lottery and built an empire with the money that they got. The fact that that isn't a, a spitting principle to you that you have to earn what you want to succeed in in life, or it's not going to have any value to you. If it's just handed to you, you're never going to have that true value. Yeah, I mean, either way. This podcast, this episode was really to just to come back together. J- Justin was back. Um, I had Kevin want to come on and just really share his messages because I've known him a long time. He likes what we like, entrepreneurship, the grind, the hustle, the grit, not wanting to be mediocre the rest of our lives. We know that everybody who listens isn't going to be the same things that we want to be, but our overall goal and as i always say is just to provide value to people and to show you guys that anything is possible if you're willing to put bet in the yourself. work bet on yourself take wealth. risks take chances and just focus on wanting to build your legacy like everybody should want to at least leave something behind no matter if it's for yourself your children your family whatever how do you want to be remembered yeah how, exactly how do you want to be remembered and i think that's so important and I think in society, especially right now with what's going on in our economy and everything else, everybody is so sucked in of just trying to get by that they're scared to take the risk of jumping out and wanting to try their own thing and to do things that they actually like to do because they feel like, oh, I have to go to my nine to five. I have to work. And you all, you all have to come to a point where you want you should want to work on something you love to do and want to build something you love to show others and you don't know what you could be giving out to those people. And I say it all the time. Something you might be into that you think others might think are stupid. To, like yeah, Provide value to one person. Yeah. and One person. Just, you provide so much more value now that you finish the 75 hard. <laughs> oh, trust me. We have, there's so many things that we've wrote. We're down. not even going there. And God damn it, Justin. It's, <laughs> trust me. It's, it well, was a journey, but it was great. So there's something, I, there's a quote we were talking about before the pod started that I just want to kind of bring back full circles. I think it goes great with this one and, it's a common quote that you hear the beginning of all the time, and it's, you know, a jack of all traits is a, is a master of none, but most people miss the end of the quote, and that's a jack of all traits is a master of none, but a jack of all traits is better than a master of one. Right. Wow, somebody that jacked me off. That was a lot of jacks. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah, so listen, hear me out though. I want I want your guys' opinions on what He can actually too. jack you off standing up. I That'd think. be yeah. awesome. Uh, <laughs> what, where does everybody project like the with the few what are you guys doing for projecting what's to come or what do you think's to come or what are you guys putting your money into now? What's uh, the money moves? Let's talk so about So everything this. I'll, I'll tell you this. Everything right now with me, like I I've it's been a, a crazy couple months and like money still comes in, but my bills are still crazy so like everything's kind of on standstill but as anybody that's being smart in this market you need to realize what's going to happen soon you need to wait 
You need to wait a little bit. How do you bit. research? See, see you I'm, look, a, I'm looking for those blue chips. You need to wait chips. a little bit. Yeah, what do you guys see? I'm, looking, yeah, for, yeah, I'm, looking, not, I'm not, looking for that ETH lend that turned yeah, into Yeah, I bag. mean, I think any crypto investment right now, like with any Bitcoin, like Bitcoin, Ethereum. Blue chips, um, blue chips, any, blue any, chips. Any, especially any Web3, any really big Web3 coin right now, definitely. Unless you're doing your due diligence, do not those start are diving into these deep ones. And that's, but, I think, where a lot of people make a mistake. But like you, you're in real estate, you said, right? So, like, real estate right now can go either way at any second. There's zero reason for any person to be purchasing Agreed. real estate right you now. You know Zach just did a great thing. He got an Airbnb. He has zero risk of loss. Arbitrage, right. He's arbitraging someone else's property and making money guaranteed. That's a great I'm gonna investment. Do a I'm going to do a live. I'm going to do a But, but if you buy a right especially oh, in New York ridiculous. with with, uh, with Omicron coming, you have no fucking – yeah, either things are going to be worth the most ever or they're going to be worth the and less And that's ever. 10 years away. You know, and, and like we were talking about in your house, we we're talking about cap rate and I'm talking about buying like a million dollar place, two million dollar place when the market's right soon. And it's like this, though, if you have the cap rate on a million dollar property or six hundred thousand dollar property, say it's 10 percent, you, you'll make 60,000 a year. Or if it's a million, you'll make 100,000 a year passive. But here's the thing. Interest rates are so fucking high. Is it even worth yeah, doing it's not it? Even worth it. Yeah. Because you do the you and do that's the why like with my Amazon the numbers stores, right now do not match. Unless you use the bank <laughs> as a tool just for the loan and then you just start. Well, you gotta keep well you gotta well you gotta well no you no down. what you gotta do is you gotta keep leveraging it for another asset and that's what these rich people do is they go to the bank they leverage one asset and then they have enough money to keep leveraging on top of these assets and then they refinance these different things and that's how the rich stays rich yeah, and that's a, this is not, why when you're in debt when you're yeah when you're in debt you don't have to pay shit back to the bank everyone complains about the rich never paying taxes is because they're in debt because you know they're why leveraging they don't pay, assets take, or pay taxes too there was like 1088 exchanges or whatever yeah. they're called. Yep. 1087. You could trade a likewise business or asset for another one and not pay capital gains on it, right. which mm-hmm. is beautiful. So you could trade one house to the next house, and if it's the kind of the same thing, a multifamily that's 200K to 400K, you won't have to pay the 200K in between it. And those are things that people just don't know about. Oh, oh yeah. There's before well, before we go too far, we will finish this conversation, but we're definitely going to have to do another pod on this. It's going to be yeah, a yeah, two-hour we pod. Well, we just before, like, this is why I sell a lot of Amazon stores, though, too, because I use real estate to my advantage every time. Mm-hmm. Everybody and their mother makes a couple bucks, and they immediately want to get real estate. Let's get in real estate. Real estate's the worst fucking investment for anybody unless you already have money. You want to know for why? Sure. You're going to go put $100,000 of money into a house, maybe make 10% next year. I guarantee a hundred percent return in two years, so I use that to my advantage. You want to? It's thirty thousand dollars for a store. That's a large investment. I'm guaranteeing you get a hundred percent in two years. If you put a hundred thousand into a house, <laughs> you maybe get twenty five percent. If you had the craziest year of your life in two years, so now are you going to buy? Yes, they're going to buy every time. Real estate is not for somebody who has a couple bucks. For sure, it's for somebody for sure. who has a bunch of fucking money Agreed. sitting around or a bunch of credit sitting around or, they don't know what to do. Here, yeah, here's what I do, and I'll tell everybody my secret right now what i keep doing I'm, i got a few properties and what i do is uh i ride these these crypto cycles because now i understand them and the psychology behind them and i buy the altcoins in the bear market i never sell bitcoin i never sell my ethereum bag my litecoin bag and what i do is i buy altcoins in the bear market when the bull markets hit i sell them and i take that money and i disperse it into into housing into whatever i want to gold silver and yeah. then more maybe more bitcoin i'll Sounds buy familiar. but and that's kind of the rinse repeat cycle. Doing, well, I mean, it's 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 just like I, I've I've said it a million times. It's better to have time in the market than trying to time the market. Boom. So that is you like just the best it, you really. You I make. mean, we all you got to lose money to make money. That, but we all truly never know 
what's really going to happen. Yes, and if anybody tells you that they're fucking liars, because no, they're yeah, exactly. And that's I mean, yes, there's statistics and numbers to follow for sure. Absolutely, history does repeat. But again, it's, it's like in hindsight, you so fucking assholes. I'll tell you this though: if you look at a long-term time yeah, frame, yeah, Bitcoin does hundred percent. Well, you a year just look to the left, and I that. tell people that all the time. And before we'll wrap it up with that, but I think that's the biggest mistake with every market people make is they're not willing to look to the left and see where they came from. And people are thinking these markets are crashing when they're having just a fifty percent reduction right. <laughs> from what the climb that they just made. You know what the I mean? Mathematical having cycles are in too, and oh, really, yeah. what dictates the Bitcoin price is hash power by the miners, and actually how expensive the rigs are right now fair market value of bitcoin says it's like over six figures right now though miners are still off selling a little bit accumulation phase is near and like they're already starting to think what is the next having cycles price going to be so we can make profits for new miners coming in because you're not going to come in as a new miner right now and look at nope. current pricing to figure out what the pricing is going to be so honestly my estimates say fair market value is should if if all the crashes didn't happen i don't know where we'd be but it'd probably be close to like where the all-time high was the poor would be richer and the richer would be poor but it's i can't believe how successful advice. i am when i listen to someone what? like you talk i'm retarded <laughs> but you know what you don't have to know it's a shit. different niche i just yeah you don't I have didn't to know, know half shit. the shit you just said that's why he's here but that's what we talk about with that's people not understanding here. bitcoin I, you know, if i was smart they don't even know anything about the having side let's do it let's do it together let's do some shit together we can figure it out bro yeah like i said i'm a good friend with doug so we can figure it out yo how do you not breathe ever i don't have to when you're this big and your lungs are this big you actually don't have to breathe i don't think you've taken one breath well, a whale doesn't breathe like once every three minutes. Like, so like it's same yeah, kind you're of. You're on seven, dude. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But but yeah, I no, we're it. gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring it in and um. Yeah, we'll run this. We're gonna run this back, and what we'll do oh, the next time we run it back, we're gonna get detailed. So again, thank you, Kevin, for taking the time to come on, sharing your value, sharing your story about everything. Again, we're gonna have another pod to talk way more in depth about other things. Again, it'll be a it'll be a. <laughs> three part series but um all right thank you guys everyone have a good night <laughs> we love two. you guys if uh right. see you guys later <laughs>